Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. State of Origin Game 1 teams have been named and we're up to the Round 13 Teamless Tuesday Podcast. I'm Stuart Lord and tonight I'm joined by resident fantasy nugget Nick Lord. How are you going? What it do, baby? Going good, mate. Excellent. Thank you for the soundboard. We also have an expert physio, Mitch Brown. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good, good. We talked you off that ledge yet? No, I'm still standing there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and uh, we also have our deporter Kiwi and fantasy diehard, Adam Middleton, joining us again. Hey, Adam. Yeah, hey. How you going? Good, good. Uh, good to crack into some fantasy. So, look, let's talk about how we did this week. I got a subpar 900 with some terrible trades, rank 331. Nick, you're right behind me, mate. Huge score from you this week. Mate, not the 1,000, but 987. I'm right hot on your heels. That's awesome, mate. Yes, yeah, rank 347, so real tight there. We'll see how we go after Origin. Uh, Mitch, you, you're also right, right behind me as far as the scoring this week, 897. Yep, yep. Rank wasn't so much so good though, mate. I spilled out to 7,408, so we're heading back towards that 10,000 territory. It turns out you need to know more than just injuries to be good at fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. And Adam, mate, a little bit worse week for you as well. How'd you go? Oh, mate, dropped like 1,000 ranks. I only scored an 867. So many just stupid choices, i got to say. Oh, mate, it's one of those rounds. Like, it wasn't like, you know, I think it was like round five where everyone just copped the bad score. Yeah. Uh, with this yeah. one, it was just some people, you know, were way up, some were way down. So, yeah, it's a real mess at the moment. Uh, look, let's talk about where we got wrong. Uh, I'm going to start. I had uh, Cheese Lukey, iPappy, Billy Smith, all combined for less than 100. <laughs> so, all combined... <laughs> For less than a hundred, I pappy too, man. I'm like, oh, he'll be a safe guy to put in my squad. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that was real quality there. Oh, and Isaiah, yeah, Isaiah Katoa. Actually, I think you can add him too. I still don't crack a hundred. So, yeah, I'm, I'm somehow I got to nine hundred. I do not know how. Uh, Nick, how about you, mate? You, you had a pretty successful week. Did you get anything wrong? Yeah, just the eye pappy thing. I, I think was the only thing that tripped me up. That's it. Look, he's a quality guy. We just got to, I think when they're thrashing someone, he didn't He didn't join the Tri-Fest, right? He looked heavy, like slow. I was I was concerned. He wasn't as um, dominating as I thought it'd be, but he was dangerous uh, near the line. He just couldn't get over it, you know, like uh, pretty much half the team did. So, yeah. I wonder That's... if he's carrying something we don't know about. Let's hope not after Which we bought him. Which is freaking scary, given I just got off Preston who had 70 points. Yeah, let's let's not talk about that. Okay, so we know what Mitch got wrong. Uh, so, uh, Mitch, uh, yeah, couple of bad things. So, yeah, mate, it was it was the same as everyone else. I got on the cheese first. I got Ipapi. I played Katoa, and I held Manu. And Bird was ruled out last minute because he's a little bitch. Um, so you know, I'm about as happy as him playing as he's uh, fans criticizing him. So just get on the field, just so fuck. <laughs> Nick, so you're going to have to cut that one for YouTube and, and put that one online. Let's see what Jackie Bird thinks about that one. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, tag no, tag him in it, bro. Good. Tag him in it. He'll come and find you after, in the sheds. Um, he probably would. I'm close enough to the field that he actually might. He might, man. He's, he's a cranky boy. 
All right. Uh, Adam, how about you, mate? Oh, mate. Wasn't it a false sense of security when um, Captain Cleary, he got 100 and then just the rest of the week just absolutely turned to shit. Um, <laughs> oh, I played I, um, Katoa over Nikarima Burbo because I, um, I was scared about Jack Bird pussying out, but should have just t- popped it. <laughs> Luki, <laughs> and then I pap and cheese, mate. It was an absolute bombsite. <laughs> I'm sure I said something about Burbo having hamstrings like his brother, and none of you listened to me. Oh, I didn't buy him, mate. I, I gave you the week. good source out of it. He didn't listen. Oh, I, I, I thought, let's just rock and roll it, and it came back and bit me in the ass. So. Yeah. At least you didn't lose too much money. You lost points, but not money. So. It bit you in the hamstring, not the ass, man. <laughs> mate, the the two of the Travoyevich brothers don't have a good um, hamstring between them, do they? No. No. All right. So let's talk about the league. So uh, Green Shoes Hooligans up the top again. Uh, third overall, well done, mate. Head-to-head mode, Sean Doyle cracks out 1,044. Well done to you. In, in the competitive league number two, Andrew <laughs> Castle, Rats with Wings, which I'm guessing is probably the Dragons, 1,025. Because <laughs> they're, all, they're all trying to jump off a sinking ship unless you listen to Jack Bird. All right, Mitch, in your league, huge score this week. What happened? Mate, we had someone get 1,108, which, as Adam said, is absolutely ruthless. So, uh, Jerry Popper, that's an impressive score, mate. I think you need to go into Mate, Mate, that's going to be so bad. I don't know how you haven't been pinned over that. That's a stripper name, mate. (laughs) I am shocked that that's got through the algorithm, but here we are. Uh, That's it. All right, Nick, how about your leagues, mate? Um. Team No Sleep with Jay Ma uh, with 979 and, and uh, an assignment with 1,042, which was a beastie score. That's enormous. Well done. Anna. Yeah, very nice. It's good to see some new names up here too. You know, Andrew, Jay, Anna, well done to you guys. Uh, Sean, I think you beat me, so nothing good for you. All right, Mitch, a few injuries <laughs> this week, mate. Uh, yep. h- how, about, how about we start off with Gerbo and Burbo? Yeah, so Jake Trevojevic out with a torn calf, came back too early, and uh, as a result, I'd say he's upgraded his grade one to probably a grade two. So that'll rule him out somewhere between four and six weeks, and my suspicion is this time they'll take it a little bit slower. I do think he'll come back to to normal Gerbo by the time he's back, but expect him to be out for an extended duration. Uh, Ben Trevojevic, he's out with a hamstring now. If it's any gauge uh, like his brother, I would say it's probably a grade two. That will rule him out for about six to eight weeks. They did. Uh, they did say uh, tear in there, so I don't know. Yeah, partial so, tear or something. Well, yeah, and they're not often going to give us the gradings because they don't want to reveal that to other teams. But my sense is it's probably on the higher end, judging uh, by how he was coming off the field. Cheese mm. uh, for all those who got stuck on that bandwagon. He's broken his thumb. He's going to be out for eight weeks because he's having surgery on it. Now, he could potentially come back a little bit earlier, but we did see last year when he came back from that broken hand earlier, it did leave um, a little wanting as far as his game's been going. And I think the way he's been performing, they'll probably take this one a little slower. Campbell Graham, so he's got a sternal injury. I'd wager that's sort of like a rib cartilage irritation. That'll be a week-to-week proposition, much like Nelson Sofa-Solomono, who has a rib cartilage issue as well. A lot of the time they're injecting these guys with cortisone and the managing it with anti-inflammatories week to week. He's probably going to be wearing a bit of padding in that area. So a lot of it really boils down to how he's feeling on the day and whether he's going to be able to wear a bit of contact during the game. 
Andrew Davies, uh, Category 1 HIA, so that'll be 11 days for him. Blake Laurie, so Blocker from the Dragons has a fractured fourth metacarpal. That will be somewhere between three to four weeks. We have seen players come back at the three-week mark. But a Dragons player, I'd rather it be four so he can catch that friggin' ball um, out of dummy half. Ryan Madison, so he did that calf and looked like he was in a fair amount of discomfort or awaiting scans on this. I'm going to take a guess and say it's a high-grade one, so that probably leaves him out between three and four weeks. Wade Egan, he is complaining of a calf. I think that's more on the lower end, two to three for him. Uh, Elliot Whitehead, so it's listed here as four to six weeks out with a pec injury. That would indicate a fairly low-grade strain. What we have to watch out for here, a bit like um, Jake Trevojevic, is those are really tricky injuries to overcome, and they have a fairly high recurrence rate if you do come back too early. And obviously, in those situations, we've seen people with total ruptures. So, uh, Stu, last year, someone did just that. They came back too early. Uh, it was uh, Remus Smith. Thank you very much. I knew it was from the Melbourne Storm. So, there are consequences to that. So, hopefully for Elliot, they give him at least six weeks and uh, let him come back. So I would imagine they'll give him minimum that sort of time frame, potentially even longer depending on how long it takes for that strength to come back. Eli Katoa, shoulder injury. We haven't got any idea of what this injury is at the moment, and that's primarily because of the buy, so we'll keep you updated with that one. Awesome. Thank you for that one. Uh, interesting about Andrew Davies as well. I'm not sure it will be one week because I remember he had one in the preseason challenge and he wasn't sighted again for six or seven weeks. So I don't know. I'm not saying he's Kalen Pong in territory, but he might be out for a little while. Yeah, like it's just hard to say. It, it depends on the the degree of symptoms uh, post, and then how really how they respond in those first few days afterwards. So, you know, without having inside information, which I don't, unfortunately, on Andrew, it, it's hard to say until um, the first few days after. So it might have been one of those ones in the Challenge Cup where it's a little bit nasty. This one could just well be the 11 days. We'll find out. Fair enough. Thank you, Mitch. And let's get over to the judiciary. So, uh, look, Tino uh, escapes anything for elbowing or at least forearming Reed Money in the head, but uh, <laughs> did get a grade one dangerous contact for, I think it was lifting later on. Uh, main thing for Tino is he's playing really well at the moment, but this is now a second offence, so anything goes to third and beyond, which means grade one or grade two for a lot of charges means he's out for multiple weeks. Elliot Whitehead, we don't really care much about, but he did cop a two weeks. He was already injured, so I think he's just copped the two matches instead of pay a fine. Uh, Felice Cafusi, guys, uh, miss, will miss his uh, seven games total through suspension through, uh, what, 14 <laughs> rounds? <laughs> for a swing and arm uh, guys it, you know getting sent off uh, or binned in the second minute is not a good start to the game and really hurt the Dolphins because they, they were probably close enough I reckon if they had the full complement uh, Kenny Bromwich guys uh, again will be in a third offence after contrary conduct Victor Radley gets a proper three matches for his head but how he did not get binned I don't know what happened this weekend guys I'll, I'll chat about that in a second Jerome Luai somehow also gets off from touching the ref you know I think only because he apologised straight away that he didn't cop a grade two lucky for him uh, Marty Tapao also uh, he's not a grade one careless high yeah just accident or whatever interesting this guys is they seem to put away the bin this week a lot of the time. If this is some stuff that previous weeks would have almost been a send-off. What did you think about that, Nick? Uh, the Radley one? The Radley one, but a few others as well. Like, you know, hip drops not sent to the bin. You know, like, uh, that also weren't charged. But, like, you know, p things that previous weeks would have been automatic send-offs, like forceful contact to the head, were just put on report this week. 
Yeah, they, they've gone um, a bit harder, but it, there doesn't seem to be any reason why. Like, it's been like this for the first 11, 12 weeks, and then this round just, the hot, they just threw the whole rule book out, it feels like, and the interpretations and everything. And um, I think the commentators were a bit bamboozled too, right? That's it. They're going, oh, look, force of con- oh, here we go. It's the bin. No bin. What? You know, Victor Radley leading with the forehead, but not a headbutt. Insane. I, I don't know. Zach Lomax did nothing. Just tackled him, dumped him on the ground. Nothing dangerous about it. And they get the penalty. Anyway. Oh, uh, it was it was a very, very weird weekend. It's almost like they were saying, hey, there, look, we can't have Origin be a completely different game, so we'll loosen up this week so people aren't yelling at us. I don't know. Conspiracy stew is yeah, out. It is. All right. Well, look, it, it segmented me into Origin. Uh, so, uh, Nick, how about you take me through the New South Wales team list? Uh, oh, is, 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 was, was there anything big there? Like, like we've got some big news. Okay, let's go. Main, main talking points. Uh, Tommy Turbo's in the side somehow. Um, Jerome Luai somehow starting. Tavita Pangai Jr. has been plucked, even though I argue he has not had a good game in three years. I agree um, with that. Absolutely. Tyson, had a couple of good Tyson games for <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the best team of like all time, it feels like. Um, Tyson Frizzell, yeah, that's a good pick. But based upon the availability, Hudson Young, well, I don't think he's ready yet. Uh, the bench looks awesome, which is good. Um, mm. No idea how they're going to use Nico Hines. Um, any other thoughts there, lads? Uh, Mitch, I'll throw to you first. Mate, the big one is exactly what you just said. How do you use Nico Hines unless Jerome Luai comes off? Because Nico is... A pure half five eight. He's not a utility player. It he really has, feels like he could play fullback, but you won't. Yeah, take... but it feels like to me that Brad Fittler's done an each way bet. Is that instead of you know sticking with one or the other, he's picked uh, Hines to avoid criticism and the ability to throw him in if Lewis playing badly. But should New South Wales lose, if they had to play Nico in starting role, um, you know he would have caught criticism for not picking Luai. I think just get some balls and pick the right freaking team, mate. Like honestly. Um, Luai's been terrible all year and he's playing on the best team in the NRL like if you can't be good when you've got that big a talent advantage how are you going to be good in Origin where it's a 50-50 contest I just don't understand that one um, I think he kind of played his way in a couple of weeks ago I think it was only that game where he got but the but it was double. behind a team that was dominating it wasn't yep. as though you know what I mean like Origin and this is where he struggled when the tough gets tougher is that he can't stand up and it you know, Pengai Jr., I just don't understand why Jack DeBellin, whose character is as equal question to Pengai Jr., doesn't get the nod over Pengai because where you're putting Pengai's in the Gerbo role, which is a tackler's role, and Jack DeBellin is a much better tackler. Tavita Pengai's a turnstile. All he likes to do is run the ball hard. He doesn't like tackling. And Origin's all about sound tackling technique and making those hard, hard tackles up the middle. There's just a couple of absolutely head-scratching decisions, and it's like, I want Queensland to win so that Fitler can get out of there. He doesn't know how to pick a team. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm predicting that uh, Pangai, Pangai and Flegger will be lining up each other across the field, right, Adam? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I can't. We're talking about this before, but Pangai versus um, Flegler in the boxing ring would be a, would be a showstopper. That's it, Georgie Rose, play your checkbook. Uh, Adam, how about you take us through Queensland side? What are the big, big things out of there? Um, Queensland have just thrown the loyalty card out the window. Um, no, no Ponga. So Walsh, Walsh starts at fullback. Um, no Gagai either. So the hammer replaces him. Um, somehow, 
Um, Talangi and Holmes are still there, although being put on put sixty on um, by the worst team in the comp. Um, Blegler replaces Big Papa, um, but oh, Gilbert, Gilbert and Fafita make up the edges. So see you later to um, Katewell as well. Um, Tino on the bench. That's probably about it. Um, that is surprising. Any um, Nick, mate, I'll throw to you. Um, any any questionable decisions here? Why you would let go of Kurt Capewell, who is like a clear champion player. He's clutch. He's always there. He's got a super motor. He's been playing well. I like. I understand needing to have someone like Fafita there. Like, put Gilbert or Fafita on the bench. I don't care. You need Capewell in there. Like, he's definitely the sort of guy, like as a New South Welshman, you don't want on the other team. Like, he's just so reliable. Every single tackle for the full 80 minutes. That's, that, that's probably my biggest question. And ooh, he ooh. was okay center cover as well. Like, uh, you know. Oh, enormous center cover. He's he's enormous at it. Yeah. It, it's like if someone went down, like, you know how Selwyn Cobbo got knocked out a couple of years ago um, or last year? It was, um, you know, Kate Wilk could go out to the edge. No one in this side has the leg speed to cover an edge, like, like, like to, to cover a center spot. David Fafita yeah. at center. <laughs> I think you're right. Literally, I think you're right. It would be. He's the only guy fast enough. That that's a scary thought, isn't it? Um, <laughs> mate, how oh I just I just can't understand how why they dropped Gear Guy. Like I know he has been yeah. absolutely, you know, shit house at Club Land, but he's he once once he puts on that Queensland jersey, he is just the best the best person on the world, right? Is that just me or am I saying things? Uh, uh- Am I thinking that possibly, though, they've taken out all the injury magnets? So you've got Ponga, who knows an injury magnet, right? And you've got these other guys who Kate Walk is really good at picking up a niggle or an HIA, right? You know, uh, Gagai, you know, on occasion too, or can go missing. So you just. Gagai's durable. Gagai's durable. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough on his side. But for these other guys, they've just got rid of, like, they've got. They're now all rugged in that squad. Like, they've there's no. People are going, oh, mate, they're in for it. How, how did Turlungi keep a spot? Like He's a big got, unit on the edge, bro. They just put, the Tigers just put 60 on them over the weekend. Yeah, but like, can, can you play coats? Can you play coats, though? Like, uh, and I think the other thing is Turlungi will actually be a really good matchup against uh, Toto. Oh, I'd, far- I'd put Gag out of the wing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad call. Yeah, go out of the way and see you later. See you later. See you later to Alangi. Yeah, I like that. Mm. And look, and Val Val's there because he can kick goals. He's the best goal kicker probably in the comp. Yeah, he's been playing pretty well. I mean, Stafford Toa gave him a nightmare the other night, but generally speaking, Holmes has been the only bright spot for the Cowboys. That's that's an easy selection. Well, did Billy Slater mistake me if I'm wrong? But didn't Kurt Catewell like just before the halftime last year, game three? Didn't he score that try based off effort? He did. Oh, I yeah. I get it. It's it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Zero sense. Oh, and the lack of leadership. Oh, I guess you got DC in there. Like otherwise, it's oh, and Benny Hunt, I guess. But otherwise, it's Flog Central. That's the other big one. Uh, like mm. Christian Welsh. Oh, I guess Paddy. You you relying on Paddy to keep the middles together because yeah, Christian Welsh. Otherwise, that's the reason why you got him in there. You're right. There's a lot of pressure on Paddy Carrigan. There's a lot of pressure in, for him in the to middle hold it together to, to, to keep those guys yeah. together. Because otherwise it's Flog Central, dude. So, mm. uh, yeah, Flegler, Gilbert, 
you know, is some of these guys they they like to rock off Jairo. See, I love Gilbert as a player, but he's not an edge. Like he's, no, he's not. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not in defence. Oh, he is. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. Hopefully, Tommy Turbo's up to full speed because if he's at full speed, he will run around him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think that's why they've got so him in there. It's just because he, yeah, they can match him speed for speed. For sure. Awesome. We'll okay. Look, uh, look, look yeah, at this you one, Nick. Too. I was just going to say, how do we think that this is going to pan out, Nick? I got Blues by 10. I like it. Uh, Mitch? I got Queensland by 8, but if Latrell and Turbo get hot, it could be a bloodbath. Excellent. Adam? Yeah, I'm the same as much. I am. I'm nervous about Turbo and Latrell, but yeah, I got Queensland by two. Excellent, and I'm going to go for the Big Blues victory, twenty six plus. Whoa. So, oh, nah, like, 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 like when they go out to what, like when they go out to Perth. I, uh, I can I can see it though. Well, I it's, can it's one of those ones. It. It, I'm just saying that. Look, I'm hoping that it rolls out that way. I feel like that this squad, if they're all healthy, once once I saw that Tommy was actually. You saw that inside step that he made, Mitch, off the left foot? Yes. That's his bad hammy. That's the one that he went to go and fix. The fact that he was able to step twice inside to get over the line, that's what said to me he's back because he did at speed. Same same as well to get on the outside of, of the guys I'll tell you what, I'll be up. convinced by a good origin performance. That's true. But also the fact that he was able to keep up with that Saab run and back up on the inside near the end for the try. Like he, he had to be able to stretch out to match him. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait to see it. Yeah, obviously. We'll yeah, wait to see, see it. it. it you, you never know. It could be one of those ones. Someone, you know, inevitably in this thing, Cam Murray, he's not starting, fortunately, this year. But, you know, someone can go down early, and that just changes the complexion of the game. So let's wait and see. Hopefully it's not the Mr. Iron Chin. Uh, let's also talk about fantasy implications. So, Nick, you've done a really good breakdown. What does it mean? So a few weeks ago, we sort of – did a bit of buy planning, which I think's paid off, lads. So um, hopefully, uh, the listeners, you've got plenty of guys for this round. But the fantasy implications, we just took you the guys who are picked for Origin and, and who who are keepers, who you can hold, who you need to um, uh, just hold temporarily, and who uh, you just got to flog right now. So in terms of guys uh, you can hold all the way through Origin, you're looking at um, your Broncos, Panthers, Roosters, Storm, Titans, Dolphins um, players. So we're looking Payne Haas, Carrigan, Walsh, Cobbo, and Flegler. Um, we're thinking you can hold probably Haas out of all those, or Carrigan if you really want to hold him too. Um, Panthers, you're looking at Cleary, Yo, Luai, Toto, Martin, and Stephen Crichton. For the Roosters, Tedesco and Collins. For the Storm, Munster, Grant, Welch. For the Titans, you've got Tino and Fafita. Dolphins, Hammer, and Gilbert. So we sort of think you should keep two or three of those guys I just mentioned. Um, not four, I suppose. Otherwise, you might find it a bit hard to field a, a 17 each week, I think. Right, lads? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Okay. So, guys, you can, you can hold. This is only because they play rounds 14 and 15. So you might look at flogging them in round 16 because they won't play round 16 and or 17 as well. So we're looking at... The Fox and TPJ, if you're one of those unlucky TPJ owners. Benny Hunt, if you're Mitch. Um, Cam Murray, Latrell, and Arrow. So you can hold them this week. Just move them on um, round 16. Hudson Young. Nico Hines is probably the biggest one. So he plays rounds 14 and 15 as well. And um, Smokey is Appy Coruscant and Yutu Kamano, who was a popular sort of 
low ranger mid. Um, so just hold on to those guys just for the one week. Now, guys, you just need to uh, yeet from your teams. We're looking at Turbo, DCE, Tyson Frizzell, um, Holmes, Cotter, Dearden. If you have Dearden, delete the app. And uh, Murray Tulungi as well, delete the app. And Junior Paolo. The reason why you want to sell those other guys is because they won't play rounds 13 or 14. So essentially, you're just going to cop two duds to scores. They're going to come back around 15. And then they're going to miss round 16 as well. So there's just literally no point um, holding any of those guys I just mentioned. So, um, okay, I might just mention Nico Hines here. So just because yep. he's got the he, – he's, he's an interesting one. So, yeah, so obviously he, he'll come off the bench so he might be able to back up. The issues with the Sharks have a trip to New Zealand to face the Warriors. So it's just whether he makes that trip or not. So He'll play. Yeah. Oh, it's just that they, they they actually got a decent backup. So Braden Trindle, actually, he did really well. They won the first three games this year with him on the park. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the only nervous thing, right? That's it. it. It's it's um it's just a question there where like you know when the Sharks do play, which I I'm just trying to find the game here. I think it's round seventeen. That's that's when my question comes in. So, but anyway, we'll find out. All right. A couple, a couple of mates I know have Hines, Cleary, and Haas. What, what one are you getting rid of? Yeah. Assuming you can't keep all three, because that's what like three k, three mil less than the cap. I think you can hold all three just for this first buy round, but maybe not the next one. Yeah, if you can play, if you can play eleven plus, you'd hold them, and then yeah, you just you try and definitely sell uh, round sixteen. You sell at least one, which would probably be Nico. It's it's round twenty where they cross to New Zealand, so it would it would only be if he's if he's still in the squad at that point. Yeah, because Nico misses 16, 17, 19 if he plays Origin uh, games too. So yeah. we'll see. A uh, lot in, lot to uh, work out, but yeah, I w- I definitely wouldn't sell Hines this week. No, no, oh no, nah, there'd be yeah, silly to say the least. Awesome, uh, and. Yeah, if if you did have to sell one because you're at, you needed to fund the money to to fund the spread, I'd definitely choose Hines over Cleary, uh, just due to the number of games that they play. Because the uh, Panthers, it looks like they looked after the heavy Origin size Roosters, uh, Panthers and the Broncos as far as their post Origin schedule. So so the game afterwards, they mostly play later in the week. So there are no Friday games for them after the Wednesday Origin. Awesome. Okay. So th- thank you for that, Nick. Uh, maybe we'll get a promo up for this this week so we can see those players as well, hey? Let's do it. Excellent. Uh, mate, Nick, kick us off. First game, Thursday, Dolphins versus Dragons. What's doing for the Dolphins? Uh, Mark Nichols with that thumb returns by the bench. Wayne Bennett is without uh, the hammer. Tom Gilbert, Felice Cafusi, who's suspended. Ray Stone, Herman SS, they move into the starting side. Um, Magic Round Revelation, Valence Tavare and Mason Teague, both returners. Cody Nicarima shifts to fullback. Anthony Milford, the MILF, is the uh, new 5'8". For the Dragons, Benny Hunt is in uh, origin camp, which means uh, Jack DeBellin will captain for the first time. Um, Ooh. I, I read the breadcrumbs, mate. Just read the breadcrumbs. Um, uh, Jack DeBellin led the team song this week, by the way, um, which I've mentioned in the group chat a few times. Uh, with fellow leadership group members, Jaden Sewer with the hamstring, Blake Laurie, finger out. Um, Jaden Sullivan returns at halfback for Benny Hunt, and Michael Moller joins the starting side 
with his brother in the starting prop, and Moses and Bai returns via the bench. Awesome. Like it. Uh, let's kick off. Uh, Adam, Cody Nikarima, mate. Great score last week, but he's named a fullback. What are we thinking? I, I, I just frankly think he's a hold um, if you've got him, but don't buy him. Um, he This year, he's averaged, what, 37 in the halves. Um, but at fullback, he he averages 32 um, from 2022, um, which doesn't sound too bad, but amongst that, there's 2.5 goals a game. So if you take that out, it's an average of 27, which is absolutely abysmal. Um, yeah, I'll hold, but not, not in my scoring 17. Yep, gotcha. And obviously, depending on how the MILF shakes out, it could be a longer stint. He could go back to that utility role, right? Yeah, but with the break even a minus two, there's still money to be made, right? That's it. Yeah, de- definitely hold, but just just uh, yeah, don't buy till we see how it shakes out. Uh, talking about another guy who's shaking out weirdly, Tyrell Sloan, mate. He, it's the total ride as a Dragons fan. What's it like as an owner? Oh, mate, it's absolutely abysmal. Um, three hundred and fifty-six k. Um. A score of 12, even with a try assist. He's got a break-even of 45. Um, his last four scores, if you want to get this, 18, 10, 27, and 12 for an average of 17. I, I think if you've held him this long, you play him um, this week. But if he scores another 17, he'll lose another 32K. So I think he's an absolute bust. Yeah, no, that's that's real struggle streak. Would, you guys, uh, question you, Nick, would you sell to pop? To Ponga this week if he had 50 green in the bank. Okay, I'm just going to quick round Tyrell Sloan. 34 running meters for a fullback. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, that, that's it's a really impressive good impressive it was that low. That's actually unbelievable. It is. We played the full 80 minutes. Nothing was wrong. He caught the ball. He ran the ball back. Did he, Gee, does he just pass hell. it as soon as he catches it? Does yeah, he do? Yeah, he you know, no, no, as someone, as someone who was there live, he, he wasn't very good. He was passive. Oh, he was awful. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. He needs a, he well, needs a cuddle. He needs a he's cuddle. just so electric when he gets the ball and just wants to turn it on, but he just doesn't want, he's just not interested at all. Or not confident to do it. I think it's a confidence thing. I think Hook's done a number on him, but uh, hopefully uh, Ryan Carr can sort it out and uh, Jason Riles, when he comes in, can continue the job. My hypothesis is that he was sick and gutted out for Indigenous rounds. So I'm anticipating a bounce back, but I'm not hopeful. But I've got to hold. I've just got to hold this week, and then he's gone next week. <laughs> oh, Mate, my God. Uh, is he the first player who's ever gained 200 grand and then possibly lost it all? <laughs> he, he, he could crash or crack all the way back to 250K. Mate, the world's longest trip. Anyway. What, uh, talic- <laughs> the Talakai effect. You're right. All right, Mitch, Matto, with that calf, mate, we're holding or selling? Well, we don't have a grading on it, mate, so it's really hard for me to accurately say anything. But watching the way he limped off, I'd say it's a high-grade one. That's four weeks out. I'd sell him. What, what's the minimum for, like, a calf one where he, he leaves the field? The does absolute min- If you left the field like that, I'd yeah. say the minimum is three weeks. Excellent. Okay, so we're, we're three weeks out. Even with the buy, still missing two games with Matto, 800 grand. Yep, sounds like a sell. Um. I, I guess we'll talk about recommendations a little while for for who else is out there, right? Uh, let's yeah, talk about exactly right. Let's talk about one recommendation, Jack DeBellin. Uh Nick, uh, second highest priced middle. Why? 
Mate, it's probably like our best call of the year, right, from the yeah, Bill and Bust Boys. 820K. I think we told everyone to go on low 600s. Yes. Uh, I did it on, just only on your recommendation. I had no interest. There you go. Man, every week we're on Jack to Bell and watch. <laughs> <laughs> we're like playing. <laughs> so are the cops, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, if you've Haas and Carrigan, which I think is a few people, it was me a few weeks ago, but I flogged Carrigan, I would flog one of those guys, the Jack DeBellin, if you don't have him. Um, he's a legit captaincy option, which uh, we'll discuss later, but uh, he's averaging... Oh, what is he averaging? One second. The last four games, he's averaging 73. Oh, uh, I feel like that's enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's doing real well. Yeah, last three averaged 71. Last five, 68. It's gross, bro. It's 2018, yeah. Jack Dillon, guys. We we called that about a month ago, didn't we? We did, but it's it's funny, like because it's we saw that round. I think it was round seven versus the Raiders, where he finally yeah, showed up and he got like that, that good yeah. one. He was finally back after that calf injury starting. And you guys said, and like you know what? What's what's the loss here if I make it? Because he was solid, he was safe. But it's not just safe; it's actually really good, right, guys? Like excellent scores. 52. Oh, he, he, it, he's man. the best tackler in the league at the moment. Yeah. 52, 76, 72, 69, 74. That's got to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm a very happy owner. Yeah. 324 tackles in like seven, eight games. It's still not good enough to make the blue side. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> now I'm upset. <laughs> Excellent. Look, okay. if, if nothing else, Jeremy- I, I'm hoping that Tavita Pangai knocks it out of the park. Because otherwise, we're just going to whinge about it all next body and we're going to be here for eight hours. Moving on. Yeah, Jeremy Marshall King. Uh, he's pretty expensive, 700K. Uh, he's got a 50 average at hooker when he plays over 70 minutes in the last three years. A 52 average this year at hooker. He's priced at 48. So I'm just saying he's fairly valued. Uh, the appeal is that the Finns only won by uh, in round 16 over the origin period. So if you're short a hooker, bring him in um, for this week. He also pairs uh, up think- perfectly with uh, the buy rounds for uh, oh, Robson. Ooh. There you go. Because cheese cheese uh, was the option, but you don't have cheese anymore. Um, yeah, there's a bit of overlap there. So you got a bit of redundancy, I think, this week if you have them both. Oh, uh, this week, they're no good. But after this week, yep. it's, it's where they're good. Yep. Um, Zachy Lomax, uh, I panicked bought him last week. I do not regret it because when a man is, when, when you're looking at, like we said this in the preseason pods, Stew, you're looking for someone who's been in a bad position and they go back to a good position, like position. I mean, like with circumstances club coaching. Yeah. Co- correct. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he's back on his favorite edge because he carries the, he's a right hand carry left hand fence. So why are you playing on the left hand side? Anyway. So he's a right center again. Uh, he averages 43 uh, on the right center over the last two years, 37 on the left. He's priced at 36, so he's got a little bit of upside. And he's back um, with Yeah, he's with his boy. Sewer's looking good. That edge will start to click again. Um, I'm not saying it's a good edge. I'm just saying it will be a functional edge, which the Dragons haven't been. So I just see upside there up to about six six fifty k or something like that. Um, he's a great just trade a really, hammer. really soft buy, really soft. It's not a recommendation. It's just if you want a flyer, I think he's worth a flyer. Yeah, oh, look for me. It's one of those ones where I sold hammer last week. But if uh, if you had hammer this week, and you're looking at it, you're going, I don't have a center. You could do worse than Zaki Lomax. 
and you know he's nowhere near Origin. He's behind Graham Crichton. He's behind a whole row of stags, probably too. He's just nowhere near Origin. That's it. All right. Uh, let's let's me quickly cut through the last couple of guys. So look, Hammer. We've got to talk about this week. Hammer uh, Zetabio Fido came back with a forty-one last week. Very well. Uh, he's probably he's just a hold because he's playing at centre and should be able to back up. Uh, yeah, he's a hold. He's a sell if you don't have like 11 players this week because you are going to start and you're an overall player head-to-head player just hold him but overall player you probably Dude, I'd hold I'd hold they they he, he only misses the extra game due to the buy rounds oh he does but I'm saying that you were buying him because he's not putting up quite keeper numbers but we're holding him for the buy right it's just that if he's not playing at all you surely you could sell him to a guy like Lomax get the extra couple of scores similar outcome I don't know Anyway, but I like yeah. the coverage. I like the DPP coverage of the hammer. That's true. I like that too. Yeah, I'm waiting nice for Joe Manu to come back. Damn him. Exactly. No, no Manu. I feel like uh, the hammer's got just that extra bit of pop at the moment because who else is a DPP with those positions that you'd actually want in your 17 each week? I don't think there's anyone else in the comp, right? No, I'm not sure that there is. I'll be completely honest with you. Nope. Uh, until dual players get updated this round. Awesome. Uh, look, let's talk about Lemu early really quickly. Got a 38 this week. Yeah, back to return. We expected this against the Storm, so here's a hold. Isaiah Katoa, uh, 20, got the milkshake drunk uh, by Nikarima and also just pumped, essentially, by the Storm, pushing at him all night. He is a hold this week, unless you can really trade up. Like, okay, if you've got 400 grand in the bank, go buy SJ or Moses, right? But I'm not sure you want yep. to trade him to anyone else. Agreed. Week. Uh, I wouldn't trade him to Brand, for instance. It's not worth 300k. Uh, Milford, and I'm just going to quickly say, chuck a star as we want to see him 80 in the halves and we want to see him starting next week. So until we see that, uh, yeah, just keep an eye out because he could be a quite cheap pickup. He's now 368k with a nice high break even. So 350k worth a look. With that in mind, uh, how we how we think this one's going to go? Adam, how, how, who do you think? By 12. Fins up by 12. Wow. Mitch? I've got the Dragons by 14. Excellent. Nick? Yeah, Dragons by four. I reckon that the the Dolphins got to be coming somewhat near to the end of their, their depth somewhere along the way. I'm, I'm thinking that probably the Dragons, yeah, something close to that six. Uh, let's get to the Friday night game. Only one game, 8 p.m. Not the Broncos. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> enjoy a Friday night. Uh, over at Combank. Uh, with that in mind, Adam, take us away. What's happening with the Eels? Well, massive recruit Joe Offerhengali replaces Junior Paulo um, in the starting side. Ryan Madison is out, along with um, Andrew Davey. Uh, Matt Dory comes back into the side with Luca Moti, makes his NRL debut. Excuse pronunciation. For the Cowboys, um, as you know, there's about 101 people out. Um Due to origin, so let's just run through them. Holmes, Tualangi, Cotter, and Dearden are all out. Centre is uh, Zach Labart. Um, the winger is Robert Derby. <laughs> Never even heard of these guys before. Um, ben Hampton, <laughs> a, cu- <laughs> a couple of years ago, was an absolute fantasy gun. Returns at 5'8". Granville starts at lock. Um, Griffin Neem and Tanoa Brown return. Um, and lingering down there is a good old Jason Tamalolo, who has been listed in 22. 
awesome coming back from that knee injury. So, Mitch, uh, yep, apparently we spoke about Matter last game, game but it's, he's playing on Friday night, right? Yeah. Whoops. Nah, it's probably my fault too, man. <laughs> probably. It was your fault. It was flat out your fault. <laughs> you could have picked was. me up any time, bro. Like, you nah. know, be paying uh-uh. attention to the wheel. That I'm is- listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that in mind, Nick, take us away, mate. Dylan Brown, who does still play for the Eels, thank God. What are we looking at? <laughs> um, so, to some confusion in um, our little community, I wasn't ranking. W- that wasn't a power ranking that I posted. That was a strength of schedule posting. I'm not saying the Warriors are shit. Okay, I'm just saying <laughs> for all you Kiwis, I'm saying they have the second hardest run over Origin. Okay. <laughs> I'll, oh, wow. I'll redo. The, I'll redo the graphic for those who probably didn't go to secondary school for you. <laughs> Mate, um, stop insulting all of New Zealand. They're like our biggest listeners, bro. New Zealand. <laughs> um, anyway, so w- from that um, post that I did, the Eels actually have the easiest schedule um, over rounds thirteen or twenty, just by our projections. Um. He's got a uh, so Dylan Brown has got a three run average around sixty five, so he's obviously in hot form. I just think he's a solid buy if you need a gun half. Look, I would go Mitch Moses um, just based on his upside that he has, and I think she's just going to talk about him in a sec. But um, I, I don't think you can go wrong with Dylan Brown if you can't afford Mitch Moses. Let's put it like that, I suppose. Could you risk them both, um, Moses and Brown, or do, do I know you Emma has? I don't know, Adam. What do you think? I don't know. That's a very big play. Like, I'd prefer to go SJ and Moses or SJ and Brown. I agree it's with that. Putting all your eggs in one basket, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I think it's going full retard, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, let's get that one up on the YouTube as well. Uh <laughs> Let's talk about Gutho, a guy who's who scored, you know, looked in that direction last week. Uh, Nineteen. What's what are we thinking, Nick? Mate, I've been um, I've been that stalker uh, in cell who's been in the gardens just stalking Gutho while he's been getting changed inside for the last few weeks. I really want Gutho on my team, boys. He averages forty-five over the last three years in games over seventy minutes of fullback. So, is a 45 type of fullback, and as mentioned, the Eels have the easiest schedule. So, um, they'll only miss rounds 14 or 18, which fills the wing fullback hole quite nicely for my team. Um, I know he's not in great form. He's very up and down, so he can score like 20 or he can score 80. But um, I'm just trying to back myself here with the strength of schedule. That's probably the only thing I have here, to be honest. Um, is there any other wing fullback that you'd sort of pick in this sort of price range that you'd say would go better than Gutho over the period. Uh, what do you think, Stu? No, I think uh, I think the only guy that's kind of similar you can take a punt on is Ruben Garrick because he loses a couple of those uh, fullback meters, but he gains probably, I guess, half a try and probably two goals. So it evens out. So it, it would just it'd be a line shootout between those two. Gutho's got the schedule and all, plays all the major buyers. Uh, whereas you get 13 and 16 at least out of Garrick. Or would you go all the way down to Ponga, bang their 150k? Uh, you could, but it's sort of it's in a different category of question at that point, right? Like, No, I think if you could afford it, you can afford them both. I think it's a good point. 
That's true. Well, at, at that point, you could certainly pick up Ponga, plays 13, 16, as long as Reese Walsh doesn't get punished. Obviously, the danger you pick up Ponga is that if the if I'm right, if the Blues do tail him up by 27 and Ponga plays well over the next couple of weeks, you know, gets those revenge games in, he could be back. So Garrick is a 47 uh, fullback uh, when he fills in there. So he's not he, going to play fullback every week. week. though. He, he's not filling exactly. in, though. He, he's uh, Weeks is there this week. It's more as a winger. He's still doing pretty well. Yeah. I, I just... Based on their prices being similar, I just I think I have to recommend Gutha Hay. Yeah, look, you, you can over cer- Garrick. You can certainly like, do I'm, it. It's probably popular with some people, but I just feel like forty-five is higher than I think thirty-seven is what I'm looking at now for um, Garrick. Garrick's long-term but, but, scores on but, the wing, but yeah, but po- yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, long-term scores on the wing is um, thirty-seven for Garrick. It's just interesting with Ponga. He's a spicy choice, isn't he? That's mm. it. I'm personally doing that, but that's because I'm getting out on Miller this week. So I'm doing Ponger instead of Gutho. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that in a sec. Um, Ruben Cotter, guys, sell that mofo. He'll miss four games over Origin, which is yuck. Um, I just jump out. He misses 13, 15, and 16. So if you really want that round 14 score and then flip him around 15, you can do that. Uh, but really, I just m- move on to more buy-friendly mid at this stage. Reese Robson, um, he's sort of like a bit of fruit in your fridge that just starts to just go old and off and all that sort of stuff. He's just decaying in price. Um, 58 break even. Whilst the Cowboys are duds, uh, they can't get much worse, in my opinion. <laughs> can, you flip him to, <laughs> can you flip him to Cookie, though? Because he's almost an exact trade for Cookie. Well, uh, okay. So give me a second. Let me bring up Cookie. So, if, if the um, New South Wales get absolutely teared up to the middle, won't won't they just swap Curacao and Cookie and you're just having the same risk as Ponga? That's true. I think Freddie loves this Panthers connection too much. And I, 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 said, I said most of last year, Appy's better at bringing the boys onto the ball quickly. He is. Facts. And when you've got the best forward combo like in the league you know once tpj goes off right and you get Paulo. no no i'm saying once you get Paulo and Payne haas running onto the ball at speed happy days mate good good so um cookie obviously stud and um he started the year at 945k and he's down to 700k uh reese robson's around 669 i think so there's just a little bit of difference so cookie last year what are the average 60 something 66 um, but this year it's down to 55, whereas I think Robson's around 51, I think, at the moment. Um, the main difference... Yeah. Yeah. It's also, it's very close at the moment. So 55 versus 52. Um, their base stats are actually quite similar. So Cookie's just had a big regression. His base stats are down by two and a half or something like that, but his attacking stats are down by about six. Um, and his negatives are up by two. So that sort of just led to you know, a 10 point or so just regression from him. So if you think he's just going to go nuclear and um, you're not loving what the Cowboys are throwing up each week, which, God, I can't imagine being a Cowboys fan right now, um, then, you yeah. Can, you're Kahali... a Dragons fan, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you get it on a weekly Mate. basis. Mate, no, no, 66 from the Tigers, that's a new low. Bottom I don't know of the ladder, bro. Like, uh, who, who's, nah, who's in the spoon spot right now? 
Mate, we uh we just beat the the roosters. We're we're flying high, and um, we sit. We, that was a safe, we, safe, easy win. It was secured the whole time. Um, yeah. So if you if you're not loving uh, Robson's chance of improving, um, he is what he is, Robson. But Cookie obviously offers that sort of nine hundred plus k upside if you want to take a punt there. Mm. Yeah, I'm just thinking he might take that step over the next little while. Look, I'm a Robson owner. I'm going to hold, but I'm I'm 50. No, I'm, I'm probably a 30, 70 on like whether I want Cook in my squad. Let's say you've got like Cheese and Grant, let's say, and you don't have a hooker this week. Mm. I would recommend Cook. I just would. That's a better value proposition if you can afford him. Oh, for sure. That's that's a heaps good option if you could, if you could like, get that Cheese. I'd say go Cook over Robson, you know what I mean? But don't. Bring in Cook if you've got Robson because then you just got a redundancy this week. Maybe next week you can think about it. You know what I mean? That's true. Cookies break even just enough. You can wait another week. Uh, good. Um, uh, Scotty Stinkwater. He's not stinky. Fifty-seven this week. Um, so he's a drink water. He's still a good buy because uh, he's got this solid buy schedule. We keep banging on about. So he averages forty-four at fullback. Uh, so he's just slightly un- undervalued. And there's no Tommy Dearden, we think, this week. Uh, they won't release him, will they, Stu? Because he's the 19th. Is he 18th or 19th, 18th man? He's 18th man. Okay, so he's locked in um, to play. So I think I think Drinkwater will just get an extra few touches this week. Um, heavily involved. A couple of... Uh, I know he got that nice try assist. Um, to get two? One or two. Anyway, doing really well. Um, eye test-wise, this team just stinks. So um, I think he's a really good buy, especially this week. I like it. Uh, yep, no, he, he definitely is. He's, he's been looking good. He's been trying his guts out. Ever since they got towed up by the Sharks, he's kind of stepped up a little bit. So, great score. All right. Uh, so, Adam, we also got to talk about the, the next guy down the down the list here. Uh, just really quickly, Bailey Simonson got a 50. Is he worth a look or are we just dreaming? Oh, no, we're just dreaming. Essentially very dependent on attacking stats. Um, got a 40 or two tries, that's two line breaks, but assists, only got a 50 or two tries. Um, although he will get DPP after this round, nah, I think there's way better options. You could just afford the 17K and go up to Ponga. Done. Excellent. Sean Russell, 350K, similar similar sort of deal? Yeah, absolute no from me. Go go to Ponga. Awesome. Guy we really want to talk about because we've got those other guys out there, Joe Offengowie. Yeah, he, he's the one that, that's enticing me. Break even with 38. Um, but when he, when he starts at prop, he averages 43 in, in roughly 51 minutes. Um, playing playing at least 50 minutes, it goes up to about 51 points. Junior Polo without Regan Campbell-Gillard, who he will be do, who he is replacing, sorry, has averaged about 50, 57 minutes this year. So... I I don't I think you put a um don't don't do him just yet but because he's a buy next week but then yeah buy him get him in so you can round fifteen pick up yeah we have one day with him yeah yep yeah, we want to see it and I guess we'll also see the shake out I I also just want to see him starting above Wiramu Greg hopefully <laughs> he's solid mate so. yeah Wiramu Greg solid. <laughs> of course he's solid. He's the size of a bus stop. He's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, all right. Uh, let's talk about a couple of guys. Uh, Moses 79, so I think we've agreed that he's a slightly better buy over Brown. Uh, question for the people in the room. Is he better buy over Sean Johnson this week? I'll quickly go around gut check. Adam, Moses or SJ? SJ, up the wires. 
Excellent. Nick? Um, do you want to do the SJ talk now? Uh, well, we got, got, we're talking got Moses, Moses or SJ. Yeah, well. No, no, I'm just saying I'll go Moses and we'll talk about SJ in a sec. Excellent. The next Mitch? Game. I can't believe you're asking me this question. Moses. Excellent. And look, I, I've gone Moses uh, just for schedule reasons because if nothing else, you get 13, 16, 19 out of him. Uh, so that round 16, I think a lot of people are really going to hurt for players. Uh, just be aware that he does have the buy next round. You can't stack too many eels. Uh, seagulls and knights into your side so preferably maximum of three at, at absolute maximum four because otherwise you won't have a squad next week there's no point winning this week and getting slapped next week with 15 or 16 players uh we also got to talk about hopgood 69 so i'm going to say it's the last chance to get on the hopgood train i think that uh you know i'm not too worried about joe often getting the squad and with Maddo a couple of weeks out as well I reckon you'll get a nice run over this origin period where Hopgood will just play the big boy minutes that we want him to play and rack up these nice scores. He's on 50 uh, at half time last week. He, he The reason his scoring slows is because he had to move out to an edge. So from what I can see, it's all upside for Hopgood. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, all aboard I'm giving him in. The duel was going to be nice as well, eh? Oh, Jules, great. It means you can shuffle shuffle around your squad, especially with some of these Tigers' edges that we might be looking mm. at next round. It just means that you can really use Hopgood to shuffle around across the Origin period. Yeah, all aboard. Excellent. Also good to see these nowhere near an Origin squad. Thank goodness. Uh, I'm going to say Jackie Granville. He's a big sell if you have an option this week. Uh, remember, Tawal Malolo is sitting at 22 in reserves. So it could be that Granville's back to the bench and scoring those six points a week. So it is a big boy exit. Uh, CNF, I knew, is an interesting option this week, unless you need a hooker. Uh, and Lukey, 13. Who ate the 13 this week? I know I did. Did you, Nick? No. Not Mitch? Uh, on my 17. Yeah. Did, no. did, did you have Lukey? No. Okay. Uh, and uh, Adam? Yeah, you know I did. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> with that in mind, uh, like, what to do? Look, he's starting this week. That's good. He hasn't been hooked permanently. Uh, Gajewski has been st- is still in the shadow realms, so that's nice. Uh, on the bench, I just say, hopefully, it was just one of those learning weeks for Lukey where he's getting pumped, and hopefully, we see a bit of a tighter game, though, because uh, the Eels have nothing else to edge forwards. <laughs> They're I don't even know some of these people, man. So, uh. Yeah, Matt Dury is back in the main squad. I'm not too worried if I'm healing Lukey about Matt Dury running at you. Uh, nah, also, also, we also knew about this about Lukey, eh? He's going to be 81 week, 10 the next. It's just going to continuously go like that, right? Well, I'm just, I was hoping more of like, you know, 41 week, 80 the next, but, you know. Two degrees. I just got to wear it. By the way, can, can we talk about the massive, I'm, I'm just going to mention it really quick, massive decline of Jack Murchie. Despite all these injuries, cannot crack even into like anywhere near the starting squad. Sitting there at twenty-one, brutal, mate. I I don't know what's happened there, but is someone at you know Eels HQ does not like him. All right. Uh, with that in mind, guys, how do we think that this one's going to go out? I reckon the Eels are going to oh, with Paulo out, but Ojo and I reckon they're going to pump them, uh, probably by sixteen. How about you, Adam? I've got a bit of a bounce back factor for the Cowboys. Um, it was by four. Excellent. Nick? Yeah, it was by 16 too. Mitch? It was by 20. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so it'll be the Cowboys by 36 by the sounds of things. Uh, we get to the Saturday. Uh, Mitch, take us away. What's happening between the Warriors and the Broncos? 
Oh, he gave me the Warriors team. At least there's no funny names this week. Luke Metcalf, hamstring will make his club debut with 5'8". Ronald Volkman shifting to 18th. Man, Jackson Ford, thank God, returns from concussion while Freddie Lussick replaces Wade Egan at hooker. Uh, for the Broncos, son of a gun, Tristan Taylor is back. Oh, my God. Um, and he'll make his uh, his Broncos debut, rather, uh, with Reese Walsh on Maroon duties. Dean Mariner replaces Selwyn Cobbo, while Keenan Palicia and Corey Jensen are the new props for Payne Haas and Tommy Flegler. Bit of a downgrade. Locke Pat Carrigan has been replaced by Cody Hetherington as Xavier Williamson and Brendan Picarua removed to the bench. Adam Reynolds is back and named to return. So that's good news for us. Let's talk about Adam Reynolds' kick us off, Mitch. I, I've kind of got some sneaky love for Adam Reynolds. What are you thinking? He's in my team. Excellent. I talked about him last week. He's behind, although not this week. This week, he's not behind one of the best forward packs in the league. But generally speaking, he's behind one of the best forward packs in the league. He plays a dinner suit role. He's protected. He doesn't have huge amounts of line engagements. Uh, I think at 660 <laughs> That's it, man. He, so, like, you know, we're worried about the niggle and the injury. He's tackle bar store, offload. He'll be fine. He'll just... He'll do lots of kicking. He'll have try assist. He'll have the occasional offload. He might get the odd meat pie, but we know he's not going to get injured, and we know he's actually a mid to high 700k player. Wheels up. Excellent. I like it. Break even a 79 this week, but he is playing, which is really what we want, right? Like he's playing yep. the next three rounds, and he's safe enough that you can play him in his 17 week to week without hating your life, unless he literally knocks himself out on the turf. Just know that you will lose a little bit of cash for next week. That's all. I'm actually thinking I might try and um, if he drops a little bit more cash. Oh, sorry, 660. So hopefully he picks up some this week. If I can trade up from uh, Azai Katoa next week, I might try and get him myself. I could do it this week. Oh, now you've got me thinking, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> I can't spend all these trades. Uh, how about Tohu, mate? How much can we trust him? Look, let me run you through the last few years. 2021, he does his ACL. 2022, he comes back and has on and off MCL niggles, one of which he missed a game. Then 2023 has been an absolute graveyard with two MCL irritations, which have ruled him out for multiple games. He's scoring well, but he's burned me far too many times, and he's probably the one player this year that I've broken my rule on, and it's really hurt me as far as you know having a team week to week and sitting a large amount of cash on my bench. I don't think you can trust him. But the bottom line is he is scoring points. He will not go in my team. He's made the blacklist as far as I'm concerned. But he does play a lot of games as you put in here, Stu. So, look, if you're willing to roll the dice, at the end of the day, an MCL injury has a fairly low uh, recurrence rate and he has just had the buy. So, you're not, you know, playing Tom Trevojevic or Ben Trevojevic on your team. But he does carry a little bit of risk. Um, percentage of him getting injured again this season, probably about 25%. So, it's pretty low. But he's made my blacklist. He's out. I'm out on him, but that's purely because I'm upset. Fair enough. You, Adam, uh, <laughs> have you got off him? Has he made you upset? Oh, he's a, he's a wah, right? So you got, I, I got to, I got to get him back in eventually. Um, but I, <laughs> you guys see that photo with the Warriors training with Alessania, and he had no strapping on either knee. Um, he was good to go. So that that's got me. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, I got him in a couple of weeks ago uh, before his buy, just as a as a bit of a run. Picked up that 64. So, And I was buy planning way too early this year. It's burnt me a couple of times. But hopefully Tohu pumps it out this week. But Mitch, we are warned. That is fair. 
So we, we won't be crying into our witties if he ranges that same knee. Uh, awesome. Let's let's talk about the next guys. SJ, Nick, uh, you said that Moses over SJ. Why? Okay, so I think coming off the bye is a good thing, as you just mentioned, Stu, especially for SJ. I think he needs the rest to manage his body, as per Mitch's uh, red flags. So he's got a 58.4 average the last five weeks and a 62 average for the year. He'll only miss round 16 over Origin, so really that makes him a massive buy. Uh, the Warriors have the second hardest strength of schedule, uh, which we don't love, but they had, I think, one of the hardest in rounds 1 to 12 uh, per my projections, but they were up for it. You know, uh, They just had stuff it, so obvi- he's obviously able to work it against despite not um, coming up against a slightly tougher schedule. Um, they have no outs due to origin, so they sh- should victimize other teams uh, over the origin period despite the tough run. The only concern here, guys, is Luke Metcalf. So let me just run through Luke Metcalf. He's got one full NRL game with 63 in 2021 for the Sharks. He averages 54 in 11 full reserve grade games the last year, um, averaging 5.3 goal kicking points. And he's But he's got a 57.5% kick meter percentage. Now, Sean Johnson has a 92 Kick meter percentage. Because right? he's been playing outside of guys who don't know how to kick like Tamari Martin and Dylan Walker. And then Ronald Volkman even last week as well. <laughs> so um, uh, his kick meters are going to suffer. So what I'm sort of thinking for SJ, is at 92. I'm sort of budgeting 75-25. I think he'll still do the lion's share. But there's no doubt that Metcalf will take some pressure off Sean Johnson, which is going to hurt his fantasy scores which suggests that Sean Johnson's scores would take about a three-point dip. That's what the math says. So I wouldn't be surprised if he sort of comes back to the mid-50s average now, not a 60s, you know. Um, and that's just maths, um, no, if better. anything. So it's not that SJ is getting worse. It's that he's sharing the pie slightly more. Just so I saved Drink the Warriors hate mail in our inbox. Yeah, a little bit less milkshake. Yeah. I got it. Now that's which good. makes Metcalf a pretty decent buy. Um, a great buy. Considering, yeah, it does. It does because um, even if with a twenty-five percent kicking split, he can still crack out something in the forties and at three hundred nineteen k, that makes him uh, pretty uh, juicy. So he's a twenty. Look, he should, should be look, what? A, a, that's a twenty average. Twenty-one. What's he priced at? Yeah, yeah, twenty-one points. Something like that. Uh, is yeah, twenty two, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're um, if you need a half this week and um, you need cheapy, or if you just like, I'm just looking at Katoa Nekarima with um, glazed eyes, thinking, oh, let's just move one of these guys on, or um, I don't know, Dream Buller. Like, you know, like one of those middies, one of those cashies that you just need to move on to create some space. Even Lockie Miller. You know, if you've got enough wing fullback coverage and you can move him on, maybe just think about Luke Metcalf as the guy you bring in this week, right? Tyrell Jim? Sloan. He's the guy. He'd oh, 100%. Jeez. Yeah. He's the guy. Do you, do you think that it's going to be a Cleary Luai situation where Cleary just does everything? Or where Johnson just does everything, sorry. And um, Metcalf is just there running. The running five eight. He, he he can't he can't drink any more of the milkshake. He's kicked for more kick meters than anyone else this year, SJ, right? Like literally more clear is number two, right? So yeah. it and it, it we're just thinking, I think what Nick's aiming at is that he'll kick more than Dylan Walker, who I think only, you know, kicks the ball when he thinks it's a dog. So <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm serious. Like, I I didn't see him kick very often apart from Grubbers in goal. So, like, di- distance meters. Whereas I think that Metcalf, he's got the skill set, right, Nick? Is that what you're aiming at? Well, that's just what the reserve grade stats say. Yeah. So, and, and he was a I great mean, reserve grade you're player. Right, Stu, he's got he's got the most kick meters in the league, Sean Johnson, and the most kicks, and that's just going to come back to the pack a little bit. Yeah. That's there's no more milkshake for SJ to drink essentially. No, uh, which is why it was a huge buy to begin the season. Yeah, uh, a mistake. If only you bought him, Nick, you'd be ahead of me. Uh, I would. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about Paddy Carrigan. Is he a sell or a hold? I think he's a hold if you don't have too many other Origin players. Otherwise, I just look to sell. So if you're one of those guys with um, like Cleary, Hines, Haas, I'd sell Carrigan first. You know what I mean? But if you've got uh, Cleary and Haas, um, or Hines and Haas, or one of if you've got two of those three is what I mean to say, then I think he could be your third guy that you're holding. Okay, really quick question for you, uh, just gut check. Adam, if you were trading at Carrigan this week, would you rather get Horsburgh or would you pick up Tohu? I've got option C and pick up um, Hopgood. Excellent. Okay, we'll put those three in. Uh, Mitch? Hopgood. Hopgood, okay, and Nick? Tohu. Excellent. Like it. Uh, you get the extra from Tohu. That's true. So the, um, yeah, I, I'd probably pick up uh, Hopgood first. Oh, for the but DPP. Hopgood, hey, the eels are decimated, eh? They are yeah. decimated. I, I pick up Hopgood first just, but Tohu, mm. I'd want them both, to be honest with you. I've got them both. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm getting Hopgood. them both this week. Watch the space. <laughs> all these trades man Adam's going to be on three trades he's going to be talking a couple of times I can't do nothing alright all right. Uh, moving on let's speak about Anna. Reece Walsh what are we thinking he, he's a real interesting one because eh? if you think back to last year um, the big the big knock on Kevy and the Broncos was that they never got like managed well over this period so I think that Kevy would have learned his lesson Um. I think Reese Walsh is going to be managed quite comprehensively. So although I think he's a keeper wing fullback this year, I I think um, I think he's a sell, but also depending on how how many origins you put origin players you're holding. If you hold if you've got um Cleary and Haas and Hines, then yeah, he's a definite sell, but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I do think that you're right there with the management side that because uh, they had that fall away, remember? And Cobbo got knocked out. Like they just, yeah, they won no games. Yeah, they got, yeah, I think they were, didn't they lose like eight straight? Yeah, it wasn't good. At the back end or something, something like that. Yeah, by like big scores, like uh, makes yeah. the West Tigers look good scores. Uh, yeah. Didn't they lose the West Tigers <laughs> in that last game? They got trounced. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like comprehensive. It was like 2020 Broncos. Oh, man. Let's not talk about that. They, you know, COVID was hard enough without having to watch them every Friday. Seabold Broncos. <laughs> every Friday. Oh, God. At least the thing it's... is, it starts so well, too. They'll always be like 18 nil up, and then like after half an hour, they'll just be <laughs> absolutely fall asleep. Yeah, they just tried to, I mean. It's, they're running a guess. All right, uh, let's talk about Tommy Flegler. You've got him as a sell? Yeah, same thing. I think he's going to be managed. I think, yeah. Although, yeah, minutes have been increased recently. Um, and because his PPN's pretty good. But, yeah, he's going to be managed. So. Yeah. And they've got so all we, these young studs, man. Like, I'm looking at, like, Xavier Billison. Like, these guys are, like, you know, junior Maroons, whatever else, right? 
Palacia, Piacura, like all these studs just waiting behind. So I surely they've got to give them a proper run. Plus you got Marty Tapao mm. trying to sit there. It's, it's one that's big, eh? Because they bought him real late in the um, preseason. Yeah. And like we all know that Marty Tapao used to be a Kiwi um, representative. So he's got, you know, some game to him. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got gears, even if he's at the end of his career. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I'll crack through these last ones really quickly. I've got Chance as a buy rating, uh, basically big run impact. So uh, he's hitting these uh, mid-30s basically with almost no attacking stats in tough games. Any attacking stats, he's going to hit those 50s. So for me, he is a buy this week and definitely hold if you got him. I've held him despite HIAs and all sorts of weird dramas, and I'm hoping I get proven right. Payne Haas, as we've mentioned 50 times, he's a hold. If you can hold him, I'm holding Haas and Cleary. No other Origin players, because uh, I think that these two are the best in their positions. So hold him if you can. Uh, if you had to sell him, uh, I'd find another way, because uh, I'm not sure that anyone's going to come close to him for scoring this year, apart from maybe Isaiah Yo, who's also in origin. Uh, let's talk about who we think is going to win this one. Mitch? Uh, I'm going to go Warriors by four. Like it. Adam? Uh, up the waz. I got 18, 18 to 12. I can't I can't pick them. Excellent. Nick? Yeah, I'm going Warriors by 20 off the bar. I think they'll be fresh. Excellent. I'm going to go Warriors by six. I reckon these uh, Broncos, they're good. They're going to fade a little bit late, but they're going to, these guys, they're trying to make their mark on the comp. I reckon they're going to come and, and they're at home too. Yeah, they are. Though I, I just read these young Broncos, they're going to come out real hot. They just might tire a bit at the end, come mm. back to the pack. Uh, excellent. Uh, let's talk about the next game. I'll run us through this quick one. Uh, Rabbitohs versus Raiders. Uh, so we have Blake Taft for the Rabbitohs, comes uh, in for Latrell. Campbell Grant has been named despite coming out of the Blue Squad. Keo Kalamatangi is sitting there uh, in his return from that knee injury. So that's a little bit earlier than we thought. Uh, Liam Knight is at 13. Shaq Mitchell is also back from that Liz Frank injury, Mitch. So that's a bit of surprising. And Talis Duncan joins the bench. Good luck, mate. Being named after Gordon Talis, mate. Um, no, what parents, kids, names, bullying, whatever. Uh, the Raiders have been forced into a reshuffle because they stunk it up last week. But somehow, Hugs and Young won an origin spot. Elliot Whitehead is out. Corey Herrera Naira is back into the second row. Joe Tarpane is shifted to lock. Yeehaw. Zach Woolwood returns from concussion. Danny Levi into reserves. Tom Starling to the bench. Nick Kotrick is returning from the hamstring injury on the bench. Could be his late change to the starting side. And Matt Frawley sits in the reserves as well. So with that in mind, let's talk about Dispatch a couple of guys. Nick Latrell, what are we doing? Uh, hold him. Yep. Cool. Excellent. Um, Cookie, we've already been through. Um, he's a buy. Um, it's like a godsend, but also a trap. But I feel like it's worth a punt based upon his value. Um, Joe Tarpanay, hallelujah. He's a buy, in my opinion. And I think he'll step up in the lock roll. So I think he's a. I think he's just a straight buy. Uh, what do you got, Adam? Um, I've got. Oh, I think I think I think Tarpany's a massive buy. I'm still I'm still holding on to him. Awesome. And mate, how about Corey Horsburgh? Oh, sorry, Horsburgh. Um, when playing in the middle, he averages fifty six. 
essentially, but he's playing out on the edge. So he's only had one score out there, and that's back at 2020 when he's, I believe that's PPL ball, um, and he scored a 59. So I don't think he's a buy, but if you've got him, just sit tight. This could get ugly. He he did, cannot move laterally. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It, it, it actually really will be interesting because they, they're really short on edges, aren't they? They really yeah, put so it all on the Yeah, so it's on that edge too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Keon Kalamatangi's lurking there at Jersey 21, so he could be back too. So that right edge might be restored to its uh, glory. Oh, man, that's that could be an ugly night. The only thing is Cam Murray isn't there on link duty, so you've got... Uh, Just Ilias, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ilias and... Uh, who's at 13 for them? Uh, Liam Knight. No, oh, he, he does yeah. all right. He's got a good skill set. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. So he can yeah. offload, but he can't like pass like Murray can, obviously. But yeah, That's anyway, true. sorry. Continue. What do you got with Tatola, mate? Mate, I'm just going to say that he is a buy mid 400k. Uh, we've also seen the uptick in minutes, which is what I know that Mitch was talking a couple of weeks ago that we really wanted to see. So up to that 50 minute middle forward roll uh, for a 44, all base stats, all the good things that we wanted to see. So if you look at that progression, uh, three weeks in a row, like of good games, 33 minutes, 49 minutes, 54 minutes this week. Extra tackles last week, little demerits. So I'd say that he is a very, very safe buy if you just need someone for that middle period. Won't play 16, but plays all the other rounds around it. So, uh, yeah, he I, he's almost a boom because he got 150K worth of value there, Nick, I reckon. Yep, 100%. Excellent. And for Mitch, uh, the Campbell Graham sternum injury, what are we expecting? Look, we'll uh, likely see less line engagements. Uh, the thing with Campbell Graham that you need to remember is he is a center. So generally speaking, he is going to have a little bit more space. So in previous times, Stu, we've seen players like David Fafida and even Adam Reynolds who, you know, we did say Adam Reynolds had, has sort of that dinner suit role, but they really will be down on the line engagements due to where they're playing uh, in the middle of the park where those hits are a little harder. Out in the centers, I'd expect to see less of a downturn in his play. But just remembering that sting that we've sometimes seen in his runs this year, maybe a little bit uh, less than what we've previously seen. So some drop in tackle bus, potentially a drop in tries, but that's really a week-to-week proposition. Maybe a 10 to 15% drop in, in uh, fantasy points should he play. So not a major impact because what I would say to you is, guys, he's been playing with this last month and he's been playing largely lights out. So... No huge concern on my end, other than, you know, maybe you're dropping uh, those line engagements. Awesome. That's good to hear if you're one of the few few owners, but uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that because he does look like one of those keeper centers. Uh, guys, well, the only other one is Jacob Post, who put up a decent score in the mid-40s. I've still got him as, as someone that we probably want to stay away from just due to the fact that he does have those really awful games. So you can't play him in your 17, right, Adam? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling. I know that a few people got burned when they played the Panthers, for instance, and he got benched. All right. Uh, I think we've got the Rivets running with this one by a fair amount against what was a pretty lackluster Raiders this week, guys, uh, all by somewhere between 10 and 18. So let's get to the Yeah, sun. sounds good. Yep. Oh, I'm just reading what you guys have written down here. <laughs> it's Rivets 18. It's going to so, be a bloodbath. Yeah, it's not going to be good, mate. Uh, at our course, so there'll be about eight people there sitting in a 120,000-seat <laughs> stadium. <laughs> oh my god why do they play it no one wants to watch it you go out there it's like you may as well be at binoculars you know you're watching on the big screen because you can't see the play anyway moving on uh knights so are playing the seagulls uh 
we have here for the Knights, Kalen Ponga uh, is at fullback this week. Lockie Miller's dropped to the bench in one of the weirdest things that I've seen this week. Uh, Tyson Gamble is at number six. Jackson Hastings is obviously is paired up with him at half. Adam Elliott starts at lock. Jack Johns uh, is in the back row. Well, on the other side, uh, we have Jacob Arthur has joined the Seagulls. So he's straight in the 22-man squad, but Cooper Johns is replacing DC in the halves. K Weeks at fullback. Toff Sipley starts a prop. Sean Kepi at lock. Semiella Fainu, who uh, starts in the second row. I'll let Nick describe him in a minute uh, for Burbo, who's out. And Christian Tuopolotto comes onto the bench because I think they're just literally out of first graders to play. So with that in mind, uh, let's talk about Samuela Fainu. Mate, he's, you know, you said you were mistaken looking at him this week. Mate, where do the Seagulls keep finding these guys? Um, he's like a Homoly Olaquatu clone. I thought like, oh, Olaquatu's just got a haircut. Wait, no, he's wearing like a 15 jumper or something. So... He's 19 years old, 6'4", 110 kilos. <laughs> and that's just, that's just silly. That was just silly. So he averages 40 in seven full games on the edge this year in New South Wales. Cut 26 tackles, nearly 120 running meters for about a 37 base stats, which is nice. Uh, there could be some nice coin here, boys. Like, um, what's that, 40? Uh, let's just say 35. Be more conservative. Um, it could be worth 500k. So there's you know a good 300k here if he gets a nice runway, which we think is how long, Stu? Uh, between six and seven for Tuilagi's face, according to Mitch's last one. And Burbo's, what, six weeks away as well, Mitch? Yeah, at least. With that hammy. So really, we're talking about like a six, seven week runway. So this if you need an edge, oh, sorry, mid, he's a mid in the app. Um, so if you need a mid, I think he's a really nice cheaper this week. You might um, get the DPP as get, well. Yeah, he's got four or five games uh, in order to make some money. And then he's just an easy sell once he makes some money. So if you're looking for a budget guy, he's one of the options. Um, also, DC, he's a sell as he'll miss 13, 14, and 16. So go straight to... I've written here, go straight to SJ, but go to Moses uh, or SJ, just whatever you need in your team. Um Tyson Brazil, I've got him as a sell for the exact same reason. He misses 13, 14, and 16, so suckers to those who jumped on. Uh, I think I told everyone not to jump on. Mitch jumped um, on. Not for Ah, oh, sucker. Um, he couldn't miss game two, though. You're like, if Liam uh, Martin on. I jumped on. I jumped on like two months ago. In that case, you've had a great run of scores, mate, so you've done well. So I'm okay. Yeah, but now you've got to flog him. Um, cool. but he's, he's at peak price. Miss- he made 150k. He could miss game two because if Liam Martin's fit or Kalama Tungy gets back on the paddock, which could be named this week, he's named on the extended bench as I mentioned before, so he could get on the park this week. Um, I could see uh, Frizz just being the thanks mate for game one, see you later for game two potentially. So if they um, win, if they win, they'll leave him alone. I reckon. It's a tough call, but I would sell him if I had him in my team, just because of the risk there. You just move on. If you want to bring him back later, you can do that. Got it. Yeah. You've made money if you've yeah. bought them. I had, I had friends since around seven, guys. Excellent. Yeah. So nice. uh, we've got to talk about the other guy who is probably a big fat sell this week. Sitting at number 14, Lockie Miller, after stinking it up for like four weeks in a row, I'm thinking to myself, oh, buy cover will be nice. I'll just hold him for them. I'll just hold him for them. Like each week, the thing in my brain gets louder. Just 
sell him. But it's like, no, I've held him. He's benched. What are we doing, Adam? Oh, you, you, you said it. It's a stitch up of all stitch ups, really, isn't it? <laughs> Buddy Adam O'Brien, he doesn't just screw with his players. He doesn't just screw with the entire city of Newcastle by stinking up a squad and just getting just good enough to make players believe before stinking them up again. Right? He then stuffs with their fantasy squad, too. Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, without Ponga, he does average 58, but with Ponga, it's 34. So, yeah. mate, Ponga's just demanding the ball. Um, he's an absolute bust. With him on the bench, who knows how he's going to come in. So, trade him to Garrick or who I like more, uh, $420 um, Ponga with a break-even of 18 and a point to prove. Oh, I think he's gone back to fullback just to make Billy... Um, Make note to Billy and everyone else. Um, when he does play at fullback in 2022, he averaged 42 points. Um, yeah, I, I just think the, I just think it's risk versus reward, and the reward's too high. So I got him as a boom. The other big one there is that Lockie Miller's been goal kicking. Who goal kicks in the squad? Because apparently uh, he's still got a bit of nerve damage down there. Uh, does uh, the other option who is Hastings? Hastings? Hastings, yeah. Hastings apparently still has some nerve damage, which is why he's not goal-kicking. Oh, that surely it's positive too, right? So then you're just getting more upside. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to be watching the previews down uh, down at McDonald Jones. Like, you know, in the, the warm-ups, you see his goal-kicking. Oh. Yeah, you can wait right to the end with this one, can't you? That's it. Because yeah. oh, it's either Garrick or uh, Ponga. You can you can just be looking cause there because you're right, I'd... It, it doesn't even become a question at that point. If Pong is goal-kicking there, extra 100k, you're laughing, right? Oh, all aboard. The only the only thing that could wrap it up is if, um, as we said before, Walsh just, if Queensland get absolutely pumped, and then they'll just swap um, Walsh out for Pong, right? That's it. So, look, I think Walsh will do well. I think that you see how well he plays in a good squad. Yeah. So, I reckon he'll have a pretty good night. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so, so speaking about Ponga, mate, so, so yeah, so you've got him as an absolute boom, so I like that. Uh, we also got to talk about another guy, uh, which is Mitch Turbo. Turn, turned it up, mate. What happened? Look, mate, I didn't watch the game, so I can't make a huge comment on how he played, but the points were certainly there. I need to see Origin before I make any sort of assessment on Turbo. Let's see him under the pump. Uh, when it really matters. And he's not playing this week, so there's not really a huge amount of point talking about until we see him. Right? Next week, like, yeah. He's got to buy next we need, week. We need, to, we need to see him play Origin, I think. Yeah. No, I gotcha. Uh, the, only, the only thing that I like about Tommy Turbos after that century is 547. So, but it's we, we don't have to make it until round 15, right? Yeah, that's but, right. I, I think we need to see Origin. Yeah, that's it. I would say, though, is that peak Tommy I'd have over, over uh, peak Teddy. Because we also saw Pete Teddy this week. We're not going to see Pete Tommy Turbo again, mate. Yeah. Let's, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe they just sucked last week against him, which they probably that, that, did. That's what I reckon was the case. Based on the based on the highlights, but I'm not making a comment because I didn't watch the whole game. I'll give you better feedback once I watch him uh, for New South Wales. Excellent. All right. Uh, Adam Elliott, 44 in 50 minutes. How I know you were worried about that uh, groin instability. That looks like they left him for like 11 weeks to get it right, Mitch. Are we happy? It's a long period of time for him to be right, but once again, it's just been an on and off issue for such a long period of time. I, as I said to you previously, I don't know if I can be happy till 
there's been some type of surgical intervention. Now, there are a couple of treatments that you can have that might make me happy, but I'm not privy to them. I just don't know if they've been done. Uh, with the time off, it's not impossible that they, they have been. I think he's a trap still. That That is a nightmare injury. We've seen it with uh, AJ Brimson this year, and I warned you all about him. I have the same warning for Adam Elliott that as his minutes creep up and he starts to have more load, he's just a week-to-week proposition. So if you need to take a bit of a risk on player, sure, but I think he's a high chance of having uh, some type of aggravation before the season is done. Nice. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely uh, watch out for that. Uh, guys, I've got Garrick, uh, Ruben Garrick here, 58. He's still playing on the wing this week. He's not at fullback. I've still got him as a relatively solid buy as one of uh, guys who's bottom out in price coming down from the 700K. Uh, team's looking a bit fitter and healthier. He does have the buy next week, uh, but so does Ponga, which is the other option in this game. So, you know, if they're both going to miss a game here, but Garrick also has that baseline and goal kicking. So you can pick him up there. The other guy we've got to talk about is Joshy Schuster. So I reckon he's going to buy this week. Like, I watched this game that uh, he was playing in with pretty heavily. He looked good engaging the line. He had that body uh, shape shift, which is what I know that a lot of people were looking for. So essentially, he's just looking a, a lot fitter and leaner uh, without losing, I guess, that shoulder width. And apparently, he's been working out at Spud Carroll's gym and getting personally essentially flogged by him to get him back into shape over the last few weeks. So, and I think that's going to continue. So from what I see there, if he keeps up the physical, he's got all the skill set, right, Mitch? It's, it's never a skill issue with Schuster, is it? No, it's it's an effort thing. And it's been, I spoke about it during the preseason and now it's been widely discussed across uh, a lot of the NRL media. He's got plenty of talent. It's all in his head. And that's why, you know, I can't get on him because it's just not there. He's just not, Acting and playing like a professional. No, I got you. I, I, I'm hoping here that they've they've sort of turned that around as far as it goes. Because if nothing else, a lot of the good stuff which Jobo came from came from Schuster also playing well down that left edge. So and that is something you've said when that Manly looked good. It was off the back of um, Schuster playing well and playing in that team. But I won't be touching Schuster. No, I got you for, for that reason. I got you. Uh, I'd also noticed that uh, we also saw that regression DCE stats as Turbo and Schuster picked up and, you know, started to dr- really drink that milkshake. Uh, we got it there. So, look, I- I've got him with 442 DPP. Uh, he's he's certainly a pickup for those, you know, if you've got these other dud players hanging around, uh, I'd pick him up, but he is a risk. He's just limited up, you know, risk at 442 is what I'm thinking. I, I wouldn't do it this week. I'd wait. Because uh, he's priced at 30 and he only averages 33 in the halves of the last couple of years. So I'd just wait. Give it another week. It's just so much risk. You want to see it? Excellent. No, look, I'd be happy with that too. If you wanted to wait, have a wait. The um, the break-even won't get away from you too badly with a 29 break-even. Uh, Adam, any thought on your side? You interested in Schuster? Nah, I'm, I'm saying Claire. Excellent. Uh I guess we'll see on the weekends, you know, hopefully doesn't crack out a century and makes himself unaffordable. Unlikely. Uh, who do we have winning this one? Uh, I've got yeah, I've got the Knights winning this one by six. I reckon that they're, they're going to push a little bit and they're really not affected by Origin that badly. How about you, Mitch? Uh, Knights by two. It's a bit of a stink bowl, this one. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, Sunday's not the best bet. It is a watching footy. Bowl. Nick? Yeah. Yeah, Eagles by eight. Awesome. Adam? Uh, Golden Point Thriller. 
um, ninth one. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. All right. Uh, that's the last of the games, fellas. So we've obviously got the Roosters, Panthers, Sharks, Bulldogs, Tigers, Titans, and Storm all on the bye. Uh, Nick, we do got to talk about one guy, uh, which is uh, – sh- should we talk about him this week or next week, which is Jake Turpin? Well, the the, on- the only reason why you would think about bringing in Jake uh, – is Jake – is his name Jake? Yeah, yes, Jake Turpin. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was Jed or Jack or – yeah, Jake Turpin. Um He's super cheap, 337. So if you got cheese and you've got cover for this week in the mids and hooker, but you need to find someone, Jake Turpin could be an interesting pickup. If he, I'm saying if he's your cover, you know what I mean? And you don't have Tanner Boyd or something like that. Um, because I think he could crack out sort of 36 to 40 based on his price and historical um, scoring. So... That would mean he's going to make 200 plus K, which is just absolute boom. And he's got the runway with Bradley gone and Cheese gone. So just, it's very specific if you want to pick up Jake Turpin. Mate, yeah. you flew to danger, aren't you? This is just, this just stinks of Tifati all over again. Uh, yeah, it's certainly picking him up in off the buy round is a little he's bit of a risk. The, the only <laughs> difference is, is that you can't. That's true. Uh, it, with this one with Turpin, it's yeah, it's a little bit different because they have no one else, so you can't play Drew Hutchinson for eighty at hooker. It's just not going to happen. So well, they did. Oh, actually, they played Hutchinson at halfback, didn't they? They did. Yeah, I don't know about that. Then okay. So nope, stick clear, stick clear. No, yeah. I, I like Turpin, but if you trade down from Cheese, but only if that two hundred K frees you up to like pick up like a really good half or something like that somewhere. You got to really put that money to good use to take that sort of risk. So, mm. like, like you know, if it allows you to get Mitchie Moses, for instance, you'd do that trade. Yeah. So you trade Cheese yeah, to Turpin. And you'd, yeah, exactly. Oh, trade someone yeah. else up to yeah. want a stud. Yeah. I, I don't think he'll get injured this week. I'm not so worried about that. But I would have thought, because they brought him down from the Broncos, that he would have been the first yes. choice hooker No, he, he's, he's the first choice hooker now. Yeah, guaranteed. You yeah. cannot play Drew Hudson in the hooker. Okay, so Stu's more bullish than all of us, but it, there's the the numbers stack up. The the numbers stack up. He's a good player. Like 2021, he played for the Bronx. Like he's not necessarily mm. the most creative player, but look who they're playing now: Billy Walters, right? You know Corey Pay. Neither are they. They're still waiting for a good hooker down there. They so are. Tur- Turpin would beat the smoke all of those guys. I'll be honest with you. They're yep. still at the Broncos. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Awesome. Let's talk about captaincy this week. Uh Nick, take us away. Who have you got as captain? Oh, Jackie DeBellin. Awesome. And your vice? Ah, oh, Jermaine Hopgood. I like it, but who's your spicy? I've got SJ. Um, they're up against this decimated Broncos team, and they uh, they held on last week, but I think um, I think without that really solid middles with Flegler, Haas, and Carrigan out, I think it could be a bloodbath, and uh, SJ could just go stupid ham, you know what I mean? So... Um, who have you got, mate? Uh, mate, I've got Hopgood this week. I think against North Queensland and possibly Tamalolo back. But looking at the squad, Hopgood's got to play big minutes. But Jack DeBellin's the safer bet. So I, you know, I, they're completely interchangeable as far as your risk matrix goes. And Spice this week, I got Mitch Moses. I think against a, what could be quite a poor North Queensland side if they don't stiffen up. Uh, he could go big again this week. You know. He's, they're flat track bullies, so if the eels get going, the only downside is they lost Paulo for that grunt through the middle and Demato. 
Mm. That will hurt. Mm. Uh, Joe will fix one of those two holes, but he can't do both. Uh, How about you, Adam? What do you think? I got JDB as my captain, um, vice captain SJ, and then Spicy is Hopgood. Excellent. Uh, And Mitch? Back to Bell and captains, vice is Hopgood, and I got Moses as my Spicy. Like it. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Yeah, and I think someone wrote down here, and it makes sense, probably uh, Tarpanay, yeah, probably not, can't guarantee enough minutes to play him this week, right, captain or vice captain? Yeah, yeah. I just who else would people have who can go big? He can go big like in the seventies, but he just hasn't, and it's just too risky based on these other good options that we've just presented. Really, hey? Yeah, that's it. Same as Reese Robson and Tohu. Just that little bit of risk around them, right? Ooh, Tohu's interesting. Tohu is interesting if you don't have anyone else. I, I'd probably still take Hopgood above him, but I only just yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Hopgood. Okay. Uh Awesome. Look, and as for trades this week, I know that I'm probably going to make one, which at this stage is Miller to Ponga. Anything on your radar, uh, Nick? Liam Miller to Gutho. Like it. Uh, okay, how about on your side, Adam? Mate, I'm, I'm making the max four. I've got to fix this stuff up. I'm bringing in Hopgood, <laughs> Tohu, and Farnu for Miller, Cheese, Liero, and Burbo. You know what? It's, that's good. That's like two keepers in Tohu and Hopgood. A guy could be a keeper in Ponga and a cheapie for an injured guy, Liero, uh, Burbo, injured and cheese. Yeah, and Miller, who's stunk it up, mate. Those, yeah, those are Liero, actually trades. It's time to move. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're the Liero owner, it is a good time to sell, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, with Cam Munster gone, he'll be getting a little bit less good ball, which means if Eli Katoa was fit, we'd be happy, but he's not. Yeah, no. All right, let's get to some questions. Uh, first one, uh, I've got for you, Nick. What's the pro of sales between Reese Walsh, Miller, Cheese, and Grant if you had to rank them? <laughs> I think Grant's last and pro Walsh. I think number one would be Miller and Cheese and then Walsh and Grant. i probably hold Grant. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely have Miller yeah. above Cheese because Miller's going to lose money this week coming off the bench, whereas Cheese won't. Sell four. Sell four. Wow. Okay. This one's for you, Adam. Uh, Priority between Cook, Garrick, Ponga, and Hopgood. Um, I'd go Hopgood one, Cook two, and then split. You're splitting hairs between Garrick and Ponga, I think. I'll probably go Garrick three, Ponga four. Awesome. Okay. If he pulls, and if he's thinking about, does he sell those four to buy those four? Walsh, Miller, Cheese, and Grant. Ah, oh, mate, it's it seems a bit far there. I'd probably just try and pick up two of those guys and sell sell Miller and Cheese and pick up two of those two that who you can afford, right? I'm not sure I would sell Grant and Walshy just yet. Yeah. yeah awesome. Awesome. Okay, Tom Conway. Uh, he's trying to do uh, Cheese to Tohu and Tyson Frizzell to Hopgood. Uh, on your side, Mitch, does that make sense to you? Uh, yeah, no, I like that trade. I mean, you've got to get rid of cheese. Hopgood's a good buy. Frizzell, you've got to sell. I'm in the same boat, so I'm selling both of those guys. Torhu, look, as I said, and uh, as something Adam said, the strapping's off. The MCL's got low recurrence rate. He's made my blacklist just because I'm salty. Uh, <laughs> I think it's fine. I think Ex- it's a good trade. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, there's also thoughts around Berber to Metcalf. So, uh, 
Is, is there any interest in picking up Metcalf this week as as a smoking on your side, Adam? I, I want to see a week. Excellent, Mitch. Uh no, I, I I'm the same as Adam. I want one more week. Yeah, that's it. I I want to see him play, <laughs> and how that goes with SJ, right, Nick? See that split? Huh? I want I want to see, I want to see uh Metcalf play with um Sean Johnson first. See that split of you know duties. Uh, no, I think it's a good. I think Metcalf will bring it for sure. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I guess at three nineteen k, what happens if you go wrong? Yeah, unless he exactly. does a like risk. Burbo. <laughs> Uh, he's got that. I think. I think. I think. I said uh, eleven game sample, which is enough for me to say, yeah, okay, you can play and score some points. You know, excellent. I like it. And they rate him as well, eh? Like you hear, um, you hear some of the uh, media talking about him, like desperate for him to come back. You know. Yeah. Oh, the the people who brought him in uh, is uh, Peter O'Sullivan, right? Who did all the recruitment for the Dolphins in the end. So you can see that he's got a good eye for trying to pick the eyes out of like value players. He was just stuck behind yep. um, the emergence of Nico Hines at Cronulla, unfortunately. Yeah, it's brutal. Well, th- they didn't know whether Nico was going to pan out or you know whether he was going to be a fullback or whatever else. So just turned out to be Dalian Player of the Year. And John Taylor, we'll, we'll get rid of this last couple. Uh, is Damien Cook a buy? Uh, I think we covered this one, but Nick, your call. Um. Is he buy? Yeah, he's buy for sure. Sweet as, and look, Ed Lord, uh, one of our top fans, is asking, "What does TPJ have on Freddie to get picked for Origin?" Mitch, your thoughts? It must be, <laughs> it must be bad, man. Whatever it is, it's bad <laughs> because that 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 could be a career-ending decision. Honest to God, but the annoying thing is, New South Wales will probably find a frigging way to win, and he'll quote unquote look like a genius and have nothing to do with selecting TPJ and poor Jack Tabell in his in career form. Just doesn't even get mentioned. He's not even talked about. He's like the boogeyman. No one talks about him. Well, you know what? I'm very happy with that because he's all our captains this week. If he was in the squad, we'd all be crying to our wheeze. Why was he chosen? It can't get much worse for me, though. So there's only so much crying one man could do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you could be worse. You could be some of these talking league guys. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do my little shots before I giggle again. Anyway, uh, with that in mind, we. <laughs> All right. Well, this week uh, we'll we'll definitely have to uh, get that up on the YouTube. uh, (laughs) The little shots five. Maybe I'll get that up on the soundboard. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for joining this week. Uh, Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Mitch. Thanks, mate. Oh, easy. I appreciate it, and thank you, uh, everyone at home, for listening, guys. Like the numbers have been good. But it's the fact that you guys are listening, uh, you know, you're asking questions, you're giving us advice, all the rest. We really appreciate that. Uh, Mum. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Uh, first, you know, she's probably one of the first people to listen. Thank you for everyone in New Zealand for supporting us. You guys are actually our uh, top series of listeners, especially in the Auckland, apparently. That's what the data says. So thank you uh, across the ocean, uh, probably because we published so late at night. So we're the first top of the list in the morning. Anyway. Thank you, everyone, and enjoy Origin. It's Boom or Bust Round 13 signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.